If your kids or even adult kids are doing something that's wrong, confront them about that. You say, well, what if they don't stop doing what is wrong? Then confront them about it. What if they don't stop doing what is wrong? Confront them about it. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, as well as the host of In Grace Radio and TV. Hi, this is Jim Scudder, and today we continue our Father's Day theme, as that's coming up this Sunday, hint, hint, for my kids, uh, that we want to make sure that our fathers are equipped and ready and prayed for. And uh, we also want to make sure that fathers don't give up and keep doing what is right. We really need to be encouraging dads these days, don't we? It's a really, really hard world to bring up kids in. And I've had uh, the experience already. My wife and I have had two daughters, and and now we're on to grandkids. And uh, you know, as as we look at them and we see that they have a, a great uh, dad, our son-in-law, and a great mom, but we pray for them all the time that they would love God and serve God and know God. And we need to be in prayer for dads. So if there's someone that you know of that is still raising children right now, pray for them, that that dad, that they can be the dad that God wants them to be. And we're going to find three ways that dads fail today. And my message is titled, How Not to Be a Sad Dad. And if you missed yesterday, you might want to go back and listen to the Monday edition of In Grace because we set up the story of Eli, the high priest, and his sons who were wicked, Hophni and Phinehas. And we're going to continue through this today and cover all of this. So I hope that our instruction, our teaching from Scripture is profitable for you or for someone you know. Just before we get into all of this, uh, we may have some space still available for our Alaska Creation Cruise. We've done one of these before. It's called an Ingrace Creation Cruise. My wife and I will be there. I'll be ministering in a room every evening. We have a, sp- a special room set up for Ingrace friends. And we also have a creation speaker. You know, all the, the cruises have naturalists that will explain all the things that you see out there. Uh, but we don't want to call them a naturalist because we think these things came about supernaturally. The animals were created, the whales were created, you know, the glaciers are a result of uh, the post-flood world. And so we have a creationist speaker, Bruce Malone, who will be there uh, explaining all those things to us each evening. So if you'd like to see if there's still a seat or a cabin available, then uh, call us at 1-800-78-GRACE, 1-800-78-GRACE. It's in less than a month. That's why I think that we might be full already, but we uh, pre-record these, so I'm not positive that it is. But we would love for you to check that out. Ingraceradio.com, click on travel or call us at 1-800-78-GRACE. And this is a temptation because most of us don't like to confront. Most of us say, well, I just got to love my kids. Yeah, loving your kids is confronting your kids when they're doing something that will dishonor God and, and eventually hurt them. That's the loving thing to do. Whom the Lord loves, he corrects. So part of being loving is correcting. And I'm guessing Eli did not do that. So the pronouncement in verse 34 at the end that both of them would die. Hophni and Phinehas. So this is a sad story. 
And it actually gets worse at the end, and I'm going to conclude with the very worst part of the story. This is not a feel-good Father's Day message, is it? But if we can learn from this example, I think we can profit from this, especially if you're raising kids right now. So I'm going to give you some common areas that dads fail, and I'll tell you this for sure. I'm not positive of the first two with Eli because we are told that he failed in these two ways, but he might have. These are common ways that, that dads can fail. Number one, uh, dads can fail when they're inattentive. Think about Eli. He had, a, he had a, the most demanding job in Israel. As the high priest, he was at the tabernacle day and night. And maybe he, he thought to himself, as, as we often do, well, when life gets a little less busy, I'll devote more attention to my children. The problem with that is life never gets less busy. And so it is that uh, we find ourselves in this vicious cycle of meaning to invest more and spend more time with our children, but we find it very difficult to do that. Before you know it, these young Children, these young boys and girls, are now young men and women. Before you know it, it was yesterday that I had two precious little daughters, Amy and Erica. Without even realizing, we named them America. (laughs) Very patriotic family. It's hard because you get busy. You get busy. And then you think, well, maybe uh, gifts and vacations, you know, I, that's what they need. My kids just need gifts and vacations. They, they need toys. You know, they need you. They need you. So figure out a way. Yeah, it's, it, life is tough. Work is hard. Things are, are things getting more expensive? We have got to uh, get some sensible people in public office, my friends. Okay. They don't need all of the, the, the things. What they need is time. The last thing you want to do when you get home and you're tired is to get on the floor and play. But that's what they, they love. That's what they need. So give them the attention that they need. They crave. God had given Eli two very important jobs. One was high priest and the other was dad. And both were of utmost importance. But he failed as a dad. And if he had failed as a dad, how could you lead a nation? Number two, dads fail when they're not real. Again, I don't know that Eli wasn't real. I'm assuming he was. But there was something there that Hophni and Phinehas rejected. Life has a way of of sending us into routine and out of relationship. Do you know that God isn't concerned, he's not interested in you checking the boxes that, oh, I, I'm, I'm in church uh, most every Sunday, as long as there's not something more important to do. You know, we worship the Lord Jesus on Sunday because he rose from the dead on the first day of the week, and I think it's important to, to rest and, and to worship on this day, and sometimes we get too busy because we just get too busy. But life has a way of, of getting us in, out of relationship and into routine. And we're just kind of going through the, the list of things with the Lord. Is it possible that Eli forgot that his leading in worship was a calling and not just a job? Could it be that Hophni and Phinehas 
had disrespected the temple service because Eli maybe had gotten into more of a routine instead of a relationship with the Lord? We don't know, but it's possible, and we've seen it happen. Maybe they saw it as a way of making a living and forgot that it was serving a living God. In James 1.22, it says, Be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. We need to be people that are real. We're real. You know, your kids are the best detectives. They know everything that's going on. You cannot hide anything from your children. You think you can? You can't. They are really, really good at sniffing out fake. And we're not talking about perfection. No parent is going to be perfect, but you can be real. Okay? You can be real in your walk with the Lord. And if you're good at sounding holy on Sundays, but you're mean to your wife and kids on Mondays, they will reject your faith. So don't be fake, be real. Number three, and I know for sure this is a sin of Eli, dads fail when they tolerate their kids' sins. Look at chapter three, verse 13. For I have told him that I will judge his house forever for the iniquity which he knoweth because his sons made themselves vile and what? He restrained them not. This is the sad thing about Eli. He knew what was going on. The people had told him, God had told him, yet he didn't handle the situation. Why? Why was Eli reluctant to, to deal with the sin of his sons? There are a lot of people that don't like confrontation. If I had you raise your hand and say, how many of you don't like confrontation? I bet you over half of you would raise your hands because we don't like to confront. We like to not have to deal with things, but if you don't deal with things, you're gonna have major problems on your hands eventually. Okay, it's always easier to put out small fires. But if there's a, a small fire can go, if it's not put out, can, can be this raging, huge, horrible disaster that affects so many people. So do your job as a parent and confront. Maybe he didn't confront them because maybe his wife was protecting the kids. And sometimes there's a dynamic where either husband or wife is, is too protective and the other one can't deal with the sins of the kids. Maybe Eli was afraid of losing his position as the high priest because if he's confronting his, his kids and he removes them from the priesthood, then maybe the people won't want him to be the priest anymore and he loses his profession. We don't know why, but we do know he did not confront his boys. What should he have done? I'll tell you what he should have done. He should have told them that what they're doing is wrong. If your kids or even adult kids are doing something that's wrong, confront them about that. You say, well, what if they don't stop doing what is wrong? Then confront them about it. What if they don't stop doing what is wrong? Confront them about it. Okay? That's how, if, if you want the best for them, that's what you need to do. You say, well, they won't like me anymore. Maybe not, but at least you're, you're telling them what they need to hear, and nobody else will. Okay? Not only confront them, but he should have banned them from the priesthood. Simple as that. What did he do? Nothing. In verse 29 of 1 Samuel 2, Wherefore kick ye at my sacrifice and at mine offering, which I have commanded in my habitation, and honorest thy sons above me. That's what you do. There's the saying, and it sounds right, it sounds good, family first. Is that a true statement? I believe family is very, very, very important. 
But if you put your family above God, you're not doing your family any favors. You cannot do that. Eli's sons needed to be disciplined when they were young. And if you don't discipline your kids thinking that leniency is love, you're wrong and you're hurting them. Your kids and grandkids are being bombarded by evolution and humanism. Equip them with resources that will help them not only survive, but thrive. As a thank you for your gift of any amount this week, Jim Scudder will send you an action-packed dinosaur adventure called Dinosaurs That Destroy Evolution. When your gift is $35 or more, you will receive two more exciting video adventures, irrefutable creation evidence, a behind-the-scenes tour of Carl Baugh's fascinating Creation Evidence Museum in Glen Rose, Texas, and Origins, Creation or Evolution, a walk through the incredible Institute for Creation Research Discovery Center with Frank Sherwin. To make an investment in grace, call now, 800-78-GRACE. Go to ingraceradio.com or write to ingrace. Again, that's 800-78-GRACE, ingraceradio.com or P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. And another thing, leniency isn't just wrong, it's idolatry. You say, what do you mean? You're putting your desire to be liked by your children above your God-given responsibility to train your children to be godly. That's idolatry. You put something above God. Don't excuse their behavior. Don't blame the teacher. Don't blame other parents. Don't blame their friends. Don't rationalize. Don't condone. Call sin, sin, and deal with it. You say, well, you're being too hard. Did you not just read what we just read in 1 Samuel? This is the Bible. If you're mad at me, you shouldn't be mad at me. You should be mad at the person that wrote this, which is God, okay? Okay, so what's the sad ending? What's the sad ending? The sad ending is shortly after all of this in 1 Samuel, we read about the, the Philistines attacking and there's this big fight between Israel and the Philistines and ultimately 34,000 Israelites die. The Ark of the Covenant has been stolen and taken by the Philistines and both Hophni and Phinehas die just as God had predicted. But that's not the saddest part of the story. The saddest part of the story is that as a messenger ran to Shiloh to tell the people at Shiloh all the terrible things that had just happened, Eli, who was sitting in the gate, who was old, heard the news, he fell backward and broke his neck and died. That wasn't even the worst part of the news. I mean, this is a horrible, horrible story. In 1 Samuel 4, verse 21, the wife of Phinehas, one of Eli's sons that had died, so she's giving birth to Eli's grandson. She hears all of the news, and she dies in childbirth. Before she dies, she names her new son Ichabod. Uh, in verse 21 of 1 Samuel 4, she named the child Ichabod, saying, and this means the glory is departed from Israel because the ark of God was taken and because her father-in-law and her husband um, had perished. What a horrible story. And that all happened in the gate there in Shiloh that I was just standing at and just filming in that they believe is a full gate complex from an early Canaanite period that Joshua would have taken over and subsequently the Israelites there in Shiloh. It's a sad story. So how do we not be sad? 
as dads? Well, we gave you three things not to do. If you do the opposite of those three things, you're going to be a glad dad. Proverbs 22, verse 6 says, Train up a child in the way they should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Maybe you've had children that have departed from it. I'm not blaming you, certainly not. But here's what I know. If we do the things that God tells us to do from today on, God will bless us, okay? God will bless us. And if you're a parent, we're praying for you. We're cheering for you. We want to bless you. We want to help you. And we do that in many, many ways here at our church. We have a Christian education. We have Sunday school. We try to teach your kids. But dads, you need to be the one, the example, the real dad. My dad wasn't perfect, but he was real. And when he messed up, he would tell us. That goes so far with your kids. If you mess up, just say, hey, this is what happened. This is what I did. Okay? That's reality. And that's why my sister and I did not rebel against the things of God. We, we've served the Lord our whole lives from a, from a child all the way up. And I, I pray that my children continue to do that as they have been and their children. And we have multi-generational godly families. That's what's been a blessing at Quentin Road because we've been 50, almost 51 years, and we've seen this multi-generational effect happening, and uh, it's because we, we try to be biblical in everything that we do, especially in raising our kids. Now, none of this is important unless you're saved. We say, what is saved? Saved is when I have realized that I'm a sinner and I put my trust in the Savior. So there is a God. He's real. He created us. We sinned, and death started happening, and sin started happening, and fractured relationships started happening. It led all the way to Eli breaking his heart and breaking his neck. Sin does that. But there's a solution to sin, and that's Jesus. Jesus said in John 3, verse 16, For God so loved the world, speaking of his Father, that he gave his only begotten Son, speaking of himself, that whosoever, speaking of you, believeth, speaking of faith or trust, in him, Jesus, should not perish, which is speaking of hell, but have everlasting life, which is speaking of heaven. It's such a simple message. God loves you. We messed up. Jesus came to die for your sins on a cross, and if you'll believe in him, trust in him, not a religion, not a ritual, but trust in him, believe in him, then you are saved. You're a child of God, and that can never change. And now, what do we need to, to do? We just need to learn how to serve him and love him. And, and uh, he'll, he'll teach us things. And he'll teach us how to be a good dad. Sometimes you just say, Lord, I don't know what to do in this situation. Just pray about it. Pray, and go to, go to a family that are, they seem to be doing a really good job with their kids. Explain the situation to them and get their advice on what to do. Okay? There's help out there. And we'd love to help you with anything. And then in Ephesians 2, in my dad's favorite verse, for by grace are you saved through faith. It's not of yourselves. It's a gift of God. It's not of works, lest any man should boast. So before you can be successful at anything in life, you need to be saved. How can I be saved? Well, it's a simple illustration. My dad used to show all the time. Let my left hand represent you and me. My phone represents sin. Jesus, the Son of God, had no sin. He was made sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. That's 2 Corinthians 5.21. See, we are sinners. We can't get rid of this. Jesus wasn't, and he died for our sin. He rose again the third day, proving that he is God, and if you'll just believe in him, you will be saved. It's not about a person saving you, a priest, a pastor. It's about the person of Jesus, the person and work of Jesus, trusting in him and him alone 
And the Bible says, if you'll do that, you will be saved today, tomorrow, and forever. It's the greatest news in the entire world. I was young when I put my faith in Jesus Christ. I wasn't a perfect kid. I grew up in this church. You all know me. Uh, I'm surprised you voted me in unanimously as the pastor. I'm really surprised by that. But that meant so much to my dad. And it's hard on Father's Day when you've lost a father. But I know for sure I haven't lost him. And I know we're, we're going to enjoy each other's company for, for eternity. So until then, let us all do those things that he taught us from the Word of God. Well, hopefully we've been able to honor dads today, my dad, and I miss him. But uh, it's awesome to know that we can have influence not only with our own children, but with, with others, and that you can pray for and encourage dads. Even if you're not a dad or if you're a dad and your kids are already grown, or, or some of you say, well, I, I'm a dad, but I really blew it. Well, you still have time, you know, right now to, do, to, to restore that relationship. So let's pray for dads, let's encourage dads, and let's honor them. And we're going to continue this theme tomorrow as we are approaching Father's Day this Sunday. Tomorrow, I'll be talking about 19 tips on how to be an epic dad. And you say, how are you going to preach 19 points in one sermon? Well, we're going to divide it into two, but I'm also going to talk fast. So you're going to have to listen fast tomorrow on In Grace. Uh, right before we go, though, you've been hearing me talk about our Alaska creation cruise. I'm not going to talk about it much longer because it's just around the corner. We leave July 9th from Whittier to Vancouver, Canada, Whittier, Alaska, and it's a seven-day creation cruise. Now, we have a special room set up for our In Grace friends. We we have listeners and viewers and friends of the ministry. And we are bringing a creation speaker, Bruce Malone. He's wonderful. You're going to absolutely love him. And his talks are not boring. They're, they're a blast. And he's going to explain the things that we're seeing every day outside the ship. And this ship docks every day. And you get off, you get to see these really cool, like old west towns, uh, gold rush era and a lot of excursions that you can do too. And so it's just the, the best way to see Alaska because you unpack once and the waters are generally calm and it's just beauty on both sides. So hopefully there's still room for you to come. Uh, so you can check that out on our website, ingraceradio.com. Click on travel, ingraceradio.com. Click on travel or give us a call at 1-800-78-GRACE. Now, if it's after hours, leave us a voicemail and we'll get back to you. The number again is 1-800-78-GRACE. Now, I also want to tell you about a very special Friday edition of In Grace where we're going to be featuring a, a friend that I had just met. He is a scientist. His name is Dr. Kevin Anderson. Sadly, shortly after we recorded our interview, he passed away. But he was really instrumental in examining soft tissue in dinosaur fossils. How could there be soft tissue in dinosaur fossils? Well, you're going to have to listen to our Friday edition of In Grace to find out. But it is incredible. It really does prove that uh, dinosaurs lived not that long ago and, and certainly lived during the time of humans. As we would expect, God created the dinosaurs and man on day six. So we would have walked the earth together. There would have been dinosaurs on the Ark of Noah. So he's going to cover all of that on Friday, and I hope that you will tune in for that. But I say all that to promote the offer of the week. We have a video series called Dinosaurs That Destroy Evolution. 
You really want to get it. It's a dinosaur dig out in Colorado with my friend, Dr. Carl Baugh. And we find two dinosaurs that evolutionists say should not live together, but there they are, right together, buried. So we'd love to show this to you. It has a lot of adventure and drama. There's a forest fire that surround the whole thing. It was crazy. We want you to get Dinosaurs That Destroy Evolution for a gift of any amount to Ingrace. More people hear the gospel, and I'm going to thank you by sending you this video, either DVD or digital download. 1-800-78-GRACE. As a thank you for your gift of any amount this week, Jim Scudder will send you an action-packed dinosaur adventure called Dinosaurs That Destroy Evolution. When your gift is $35 or more, you will receive two more exciting video adventures, Irrefutable Creation Evidence and Origins, Creation or Evolution. Call now, 800-78-GRACE. Go to ingraceradio.com or P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Thank you for joining us on In Grace Radio with Jim Scudder Jr. In Grace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us 800 78 Grace or go online ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio.